Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Rick, I've got to tell you, I, I finally feel that I'm important in the eyes of Trey Biddy. Because? I think I got it before, because I just checked the website, hogsports.com. It seemed like just minutes before Trey sent this to me. Yeah. And then, bang, I get it as a text message, as a link on my text message. Yeah. And it was Trey's depth chart. Wow! I actually God. felt, man, I must, I, I must be somewhat important. Now I didn't get the, at least I don't think I did. I did not get the um, scholarship distribution. I didn't get that. But I still feel so honored, Trey. Thank you. I think so I honored it. that so honored that Trey doesn't want to respond, huh? Maybe Trey said it was, thought it was a mistake and he didn't mean to. <laughs> de- 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 well, hey, you can go over the depth chart if you'd like to. <laughs> before we get okay, started. let's do this. Let's let's get to Big Keith real quick, and hopefully we'll get uh, Trey here in a moment. Okay. Big Keith, good afternoon. Big Keith up in the house. What up, up, Rick buddy? Schaefer? Good for you. Good for you, Keith. What up, Brandy Rainwater? How you Man, guys doing? doing great. How about you, Keith? Man, you, I'm doing wonderful. I think you got Trey speechless there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Could be, yeah. That might he be the only shock, time yeah. I've ever had him speechless, but anyway, yeah. Brandy, yeah. I, don't, I don't know yeah, what happened, well, Brandy, but it bummed me off for a second, but I'm back. There he, there okay, he is. Okay, there he is. All hey, right. Go ahead and put me on hold if you need to go over some stuff with him first. I'll wait. Okay, let's do that. Uh, I, I heard don't, everything I don't, you were saying about the depth chart. <laughs> do I? I'm sorry, Trey. Go ahead. I, I heard everything you were saying up to about probably when you were coming to me. Okay. Well, I just want to tell you thank you. I, feel, I mean, I feel quite honored that. Uh, You're welcome. I feel you, I feel bad for the tree that you printed off, though. It was 19 <laughs> pages. Well, actually, on my printer, it came out to be 20 pages. <laughs> 20. Is that right? 20. Yeah. Well, I, I got, you know, almost the didn't print tree. the. I saw, I saw a, Randy, I saw a progressive commercial that, you know, this progressive commercial that don't turn into your parents. Yeah. 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 I saw one that made me think of you the other day and it was, uh, it was don't print off the internet. <laughs> yeah. I saw that commercial the other day. <laughs> even you got a chuckle even from my wife, uh, when that, they said that particular <laughs> yeah. line. Um, I, a couple of questions did pop up once I started investigating it. And that was at the running back spot, um, and I'm only guessing this because of injury. Otherwise, Dominic Johnson would have been number one. Raheem mm-hmm. Sanders, Rocket Sanders, would have been number two. But that, again, based off of the injury, Dominic Johnson missing all of spring ball. Yeah, that's that's what it came down to for me. I think that Dominic is the more proven overall running back, the more polished. I think he's the best running back on the team. I also think very highly of Rocket Sanders. I think the coaches do, too. I think they look at him 
as his potential upside with, you know, just having played running back for about a year. He did a little bit in high school, but not very much, but it was primarily a wide receiver. So that's what it came down to, just Dominic coming off of injury and Sanders having, having been there most of the spring. He missed a little bit of time with, uh, with a concussion, but most of the spring he was there. So. I made it, there's a few there's a few things that I did maybe to generate a little bit of discussion, but there are also things that that I kind of think right now might come true. Well, I'm going to give you another. Uh, it's not a, it's not a post spring it's not a post spring depth chart, you know, because post spring depth chart spring you use spring for all kinds of different things. You can use it. You can like just fabricate comp, the idea that there's competition at a spot when you know people know there there really isn't. Uh, you can, you know, do. There's things that coaches do to probably ward off players from entering the transfer portal. You know, I mean, there's there's things that coaches have to do with that regard. Uh, there's, so there's all kinds of things that that coaches do in the spring: challenge players, cross train players, experiment with different stuff. Um, so you know, it's always fun to see, you know, who trots out there first and second and all that stuff in the spring. But this is a game one projected depth chart. This is how I think that they might take the field against Cincinnati on September 3rd. So just to clarify, it's not it's not just this is how things work coming out of the spring. You know, there's a little bit of conjecture and stuff in here. Well, this is my clarification because at outside wide receiver, you have an or, O-R, and that is either Warren Thompson or Malik Hornsby. To me, that almost fits into that Stat, that situation where I've got to satisfy players to keep them out of the transfer portal. Not that I'm expecting Malik Hornsby to jump back in, mm-hmm. but I think it, it kind of gives credence to what you're saying. And, yeah, he may trot out there for the very first snap against Cincinnati, Malik Hornsby Bay. Mm-hmm. Malik Hornsby may. But I'm just thinking you want the starter at that spot, though, to be Warren Thompson, do you not? Well, Possibly. I think it depends on, you know, Pittman said after spring uh, ball, you know, wrapping things up that he maybe didn't, maybe he's a little slow working Malik at wide receiver, maybe something that they want to do a little bit more. I mean, I can't get out of my head, Randy. I mean, he made plays. I'm talking like made plays against the, you know, the first team defense all spring. And I keep going back to that time, the Tuesday before the spring showcase, where K.J. hitting for a 55-yard bomb on the first play in team, the first play, first wide receiver out there with the first group, uh, and then the first play in Skelly when they came back after doing a little more individual stuff and came back in Skelly, hit him on a 75-yard touchdown bomb, both against the number one defense. And I, I'm reminded of a play that happened, I think, the following Thursday where you know it looked like he was going deep and he stops on a dime and turns and there's nobody around him because they're scared to death of getting deep uh, beat deep against him so i think that there's a very real possibility that malik hornsby could emerge as a starting wide receiver in a lot of roles uh, i also think it's possible that uh, he just is used a little bit i've said before randy i could see 20 20 catches 20 yards a catch i mean i, I could I could see 20 and 20 yards of catch for him next year. I really could just because he is so blazing fast. And, you know, they, they're they looking to make up for some production on some deep balls, and he could be a guy that could really help them. So I, I don't just put that saying, you know, to appease anybody. I just think it's – I think it's a re- legitimate possibility that we could see him maybe more than we think right now. Well, and, and you could also fall in the category of, of – 
creating competition, meaning it's going to inspire Warren Thompson that uh, yeah. you shouldn't want to have to put Malik Hornsby out here in my spot because I'm deserving of it and uh, I'm, I'm going to be the number one receiver. Uh, mm-hmm. Then if the inside wide receiver, a young man who is running track uh, for Fayetteville High School, but you got a number two right in behind mm-hmm. Jaden Hazelwood, and that is Isaiah Satania. I just think he's really good. I think he's got a chance to be a really, really good player. Um, you know, Bryce Stevens, the only thing that concerns me with Bryce Stevens is I see him drop the ball a little too much, uh, a little too much to make me comfortable. That's that's the only thing. He's got speed. He's got, you know, good, good sp- uh, for his size also, you know, really good speed, quickness, all those things. Uh, but he just he caught so many passes. I know it's high school, but he caught so many passes last year. Um, he's so strong in track and field. You know, his jumping and his speed and all that stuff are legit. Um, and it's not like, you know, he wasn't there for the spring. I saw him there at practices. You know, I saw him there at least once. I remember seeing him. Um, but, I mean, he, he's right down the road at Fayetteville High School, so it's not like he's a long way away. Uh, so, uh, to me, I, I just think that when everything shakes out, we'll see them travel seven wide receivers, probably maybe eight, because you would include Hornsby in that. And I think it'll be Warren Thompson, Hornsby, Hazelwood, Satania, Keytron Jackson, Jaden Wilson, probably those six, and then Bryce Stevens, maybe Quincy McAdoo. Quincy McAdoo had a good spring, too. Is it because he's learning uh, the playbook, learning uh, the offense, whatever it may be, but Jaqueline Crawford, I mean, you've got him at fourth yeah. on the list, and I thought this was a guy that, uh, again, great expectations coming in. Right. I mean, do we put him ahead of Hazelwood, Satania, Bryce Stevens? You know, I, I think he's an inside guy. I think he's a slot receiver. I don't know that I would put him ahead. I think, you know, and there's probably other guys, like I was asked, you know, I, I didn't have Marcus Miller on my four deep at, at nose. Um, actually, I had, I had um, Nico uh, Davillier, I believe how you say it. Davillier. Davillier, Davillier. 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 There you go. Yeah. Um, anyway, I had him up there, and I, I just think it's a matter of some guys being better than other guys. And showing um, no surprise to tie in with Troy Knox, so I won't even yeah. elaborate on that. Uh, I thought this was a lot of consideration for a young man kind of like Isaiah Satania, uh, even though he's still back in the high school ranks. Uh, that's Patrick Kudis. Uh, you had him yeah. at third team in behind Bo Lemmer, Terry Wells, and then you had Patrick Kudis. Uh, that's high, yeah. I think that's high praise. I like Kudis. I think that he's one of the more underrated recruits in the class. Um, but, yeah, I did slide him in at third team without, you know, sight unseen, I guess. He hasn't enrolled early or anything. Um, this offensive line was fun to work with because, they're, first of all, there's four guys that are multi-year starters. They're either going to be third-year starters or fourth-year starters. I mean, that is, that's pretty rare to have that much returning, that much experience returning on the offensive line. I think when it's all said and done, as we look at the left tackle spot, um, I'm not counting out Luke Jones. I just think 
from an overall talent perspective, Takias Crawford is one of the five most talented offensive linemen you have. He may be the most talented. He may be like the physically, most physically gifted offensive lineman on the team. And I know Pittman is going to want to take care of left tackle and center. Those are the two priority spots above everything else. Then it's right tackle and then it's the guard spot. And I know we didn't see Crawford at left tackle any. I think maybe that was probably going to be a plan the second half of the spring some, but Dalton Wagner had his back issue. And that's obviously, you know, a concern. There's something they want to make sure they rest him at. So we saw Crawford get a lot of reps with the first team. Uh, and I think that probably impressed the coaches. I know it did. And I think that when we get to fall camp, we're going to see Crawford get some action at left tackle. Um, like was probably planned initially, unless they're still concerned about Wagner's back. So I think Crawford ends up starting at right tackle or left tackle when, when everything shakes out and everything's said and done. Uh, I also wouldn't count out Brady Latham in there. I, I could see them mixing some things up and, you know, saying, hey, Latham's, you know, Latham's maybe the guy that knows this more inside and out than anybody. Um, let's try him there. You know, he's, he's worked every spot basically. So, but I think when all said and done, you want to get your best five out there. I think it's Crawford, Latham, Stromberg, Limmer, and Dalton Wagner. Hard to argue. And this I like, particular I like the Marion Harrison and Andrew Chambly also. I like I like all those freshman offensive linemen. They brought four of them in, but I like I like all those guys. And you know, if if uh, if it does end up with Wagner and he's healthy and good to go. Uh, and you put Takiyas Crawford at left tackle, then, you know, I, I think that's a good spot for a Marion Harris as the backup right tackle. Uh, the defensive line, and before we uh, go over that, I want to get to this question by Larry from our Asher Record Service company because it kind of ties in. Larry said, <clears throat> pardon me, Larry says, when I look at the 2023 recruiting class thus far, three of our top commitments come from one position, tied in. I realize a tight end is a major need, but so is our defense. We need commitments and help all across our defense, especially defensive line and linebacker. Where does Trey feel the focus will be for the rest of the 2023 class? I hope we get speed, size, and depth on the defensive line and linebacker room, hopefully from kids coming out of high school, not relying on the transfer portal. Yeah, well, you're always going to rely somewhat on the transfer portal. I mean, every year you're going to have, have an area somewhere. Uh, Quincy Rhodes is a nice-looking end. But I, I think more, uh, and he may have said this, but I think you're talking like interior guys. You know, they've mm-hmm. got Quincy Rhodes. They've got Caleb James. Both of those are big, nice-looking young guys. Um, so interior defensive line. Why do you think Arkansas has struggled so much recruiting defensive tackles? There's a couple of reasons. One reason is, as we've said plenty of times, the Lord didn't make a lot of 6'4", 320-pound guys that are fast-twitch muscle fibers <laughs> that are super strong. They just don't, there's just not a lot of those guys. Second is, do you guys realize over the last five years, Arkansas has had, and I count this year coming up, this 2022 year, Arkansas has had five defensive line coaches. In five years, wow. that's not, and I'm not counting wow. like Steve Caldwell because they had, you know, they had John Scott, and Steve Caldwell, and 
um, or the other guy that came in uh, also. But Caldwell, you know, they had two defensive line coaches then. I'm not even counting them. I'm not counting Caldwell and that. They have had five defensive line coaches in five years at Arkansas. Mm. Do you think that is frustration with the job they're doing? Did I'm, I'm have, starting to think about them. Did any of them go to different mm-hmm. jobs or what? What? John Scott left on his own. Um, um, the next guy got fired when the whole staff got fired. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, uh, Derek uh, LeBlanc was fired. Yeah. Um, um, Jamal Ashley was fired. Wow. And now, um, now you've got Deke Adams. Come on, Deke. Hang in there, yeah. man. Golly. I think the odds are in Deke's favor. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, he's bouncing around in a hurry. Quite, he's bounced quite around. He's bounced around quite a bit also. He he's is, unfortunately really. he has unfortunately been on uh, you know, like taking a job and then like the next year or the next or the year after that the staff gets fired, you know, the, yeah. the head coach gets fired, so everybody so he's kinda of had some unfortunate instances like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you need you need success. Everybody ought to be rooting Gee, on Nick Adams right now because I mean, look at last year. All three starters on the defensive line came out of the transfer portal post spring. That's not yeah. a coincidence, you know. Yeah. It's just it's just a lack of continuity of defensive line spot. So no wonder, no wonder they're not bringing in a, a ton of uh, real high quality interior guys. Now Isaiah Nichols and Torian Carter are both, you know, but that's just two guys. And Cam Ball too, you know, Cam Ball I think is is a guy that you know, a potential star, but where, where are we after that? You know, that's what you got to ask yourself. Do you have the defensive tackles to, to run a four man front consistently? I mean, I named three of them there that you feel good about. Marcus Miller hasn't played a whole lot in his career. Been injured quite a bit too. Um, Nico, I mean, Nico from everything I hear is a real specimen. Got a he lot is. of potential, but he's, he's still just a freshman. Very you athletic. Know, so, you, I, mean, I don't know that you have, and there. I mean, it's no wonder that they want to add a couple of interior guys out of the portal. So we'll see where they go with that. Yeah. But right now, I, I don't know that they have the numbers to play, because um, you got to rotate. I mean, you got to play all those guys. You have to have a if you're going to play a four man front, you need to have four or five defensive tackles you feel really good about, because you're going to play them all. I mean that that position group rotates more than any other position probably. Now, Trey, I saw on film uh, at the right defensive end, this is the first time I've seen his name, John Hill. Uh, I think he had three tackles for losses. Um, he was apparently a terror uh, going on in the um, defensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't realize he was going up against second and third teamers, but nevertheless, um, he's a new addition. You had Jordan Dominic. Uh, who is from Georgia Tech? He will be one of those yep. grad transfers coming in, so that that pretty well uh, answered that. But the only new addition was John Hill uh, on that defensive line that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, yeah, J- Hill had a good spring. He's a walk-on. Uh, I, I think it'll be a good battle with Zach Williams and Jordan Dominic. You know, Zach Williams has had a good career at Arkansas. He just hasn't been, you know, a starter, but he's been a regular player since his freshman year. Uh, so I think that'll be a nice competition between those two guys. I've got Landon Jackson over on the left side. Uh, Pittman says he views him, you know, as a, as more of a, uh, you know, an edge guy, which I think of as a, you know, a right. Defense. I don't really think of any of these guys as edge guys because they're in a three man front, you know, with, you know, there's not a real, <laughs> there's not a real edge guy in a three two six. But uh, I, I think that 
275, I look at that more as a competition, you know, with maybe Eric Gregory on the other side. Just, you know, just in an effort to get your best players on the field. So, and I'm not, I'm not ready to hand over Eric Gregory's starting job just yet to Landon Jackson. You know, he's obviously quite a bit older, but and six seven two seventy five, he looks absolutely looks the part. So we'll see how see how it plays out. But it could be interesting battles at uh, at defensive end spots when those two guys, when Jackson gets healthy and Dominic arrives. Let's check in with Patrick. Well, okay, we're getting ready to check in with Patrick. Oh, by the way, Randy, I've got them right now at 84 scholarships. I, I told you I'd have that for you also. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll release the whole list tomorrow, though. Okay. Well, I hear the music. We're out of time for the rest of it, but uh, it pretty well all fits as uh, you've been putting forth most of them. Yep. Feel free to go through the secondary and specialist after I'm off and I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Yeah. Enjoy your time in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. Bye guys. Trade media of hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Rick.